Good morning and welcome to our time of prayer. This is Monday morning, February 1st, second month of January, uh, excuse me, second month of 2021. And so uh, it's hard to believe the first month has already gone by, 2021. People are saying it'll be better than 2020. Of course, that depends on us, doesn't it? How, how, the, how the year is or how our life is, is far more dependent upon our attitudes than upon our circumstances. This is something we've got to really believe if we're going to be people who are rising above, triumphant, and victorious. This is part of what First Peter is telling us, is that so many people, their, their joy, their attitude, their, their thoughts, their expectations, all determined by their circumstances. And ours has got to be determined by our God. Our God is greater than our circumstances. Our God is greater than the economy. He's greater than the government. He's greater than uh, our neighbors. He's greater than those who irritate us. He's greater than anything else. Our God is greater. And, of course, this has a lot to do with, with this morning's verse. And I want to go back over what we did yesterday and kind of reiterate some of the points here. Because in 1 Peter... We read in verse 14, 1 Peter 1, 14, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourself in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. And what's he talking about here? What is it that conforms you? What is it that controls your life? Here he's saying, don't let it be the former lust that were yours in your ignorance. You know, lust is talking about sinful, uh, wrong desires. Of course, there's nothing wrong with desire. We ought to, number one, we ought to be desiring God, seeking God. Desire is a human thing. But in our fallen nature, so often we desire things that are the Bible calls lustful, or things that are selfish, or things that are in disregard of our God and what God says we really ought to be after in life. So rather than, rather our desire is that our, our, what we should want is that our desires are for God. And I know, I don't know if you've ever prayed this, but sometimes even in my discouragement, when I find myself longing for things I shouldn't, or I find my heart for God being cold, I pray, Lord, I don't desire you the way I should, but I desire to desire you. I don't want you the way I should, but I want to want you. I don't long for you the way I should, but I long to long for you the way I should. And sometimes this needs to be our prayer as we say, God, do some heart surgery on me. Do some correction within me. I acknowledge my own coldness, my own lukewarmness towards you. But God, I don't want to be like that. I desire to desire you. And so he tells us, as obedient children, and again, not to um, not to be after the things of this of our lustful passions. But it also reminds me of another very very important verse that I want to refer to today, and that's uh, Romans chapter twelve, verse two. After verse one, in the classic verse where he says, "Therefore I urge you, brethren." in light of the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to the Lord, which is your spiritual service of worship. The first thing he says, and do not be conformed to this world. 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so part of holiness, which is the theme we're on here, part of holiness is that I won't be conformed to the world, but I will be transformed into the very image of God. I'll be transformed. The one translation, the Phil translation, and I always enjoy reading scripture and other translations. It can be enlightening. It says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. And so often that we have pressure to do that. In our world, we have intense pressure, peer pressure, advertising pressure, pressure from work, pressure from our boss, pressure from others, all kinds of pressure outward pressure to mold us into a certain image and he says resist that pressure but how do you resist it you resist it by having your mind transformed so don't be conformed to the world be transformed as your mind is renewed now how's our mind renewed made new well obviously it's the word of god this is what matters it's scripture that we allow the scripture to get into our mind into our soul, into our heart, into our innermost being. And, the, and, and how it does it, you know, sometimes I wonder, I don't know. The Bible says that as we get God's word into us and as we, it performs its work in us, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, it tells us, it performs its work within us. To me, it's kind of like, you know, if I got a headache, I may take an aspirin, Tylenol or something. I don't know how it works. I don't know why my headache goes away. I just know it does. It performs a work within me. Likewise, as I get the word of God within my mind, within my soul, as I'm consistent, regular, faithful to get the word within me and to think about what it's saying, it transforms me. This is one of the reasons I, I, I'm so confident I can say to you, you know, join me every morning on these times of, of word and prayer. And, and I... I can guarantee if you're here day after day, week after week, over the next coming months or year, I guarantee your life will be different. Not me, not because of me, but because we're getting into the Word of God. And the Word of God performs its work in those of us who believe it. And as we hear it, read it, learn it, pray, or, pray over it, think about it, it works. It transforms us. It renews our mind. And how do you not be conformed then? It's real simple. All the pressure to conform to the world can't be greater than the internal pressure to be transformed. I think here like of a, of a balloon. If you've got a balloon, you know, you blow it up, it's just got a little bit of air in it. You can squeeze that balloon into any shape you want it to be. But the more air you blow into the balloon, the, the more pressure on the inside the less the pressure on the outside can squeeze that balloon into its own mold. Why are we not, why are many Christians not growing more, not changing? Is because they've, they've not put enough scripture into their soul, into their mind, so the inward pressure of, of our convictions, the inward pressure of our faith, the inward pressure uh, to be transformed is not as strong as the outward pressure the world gives us to mold us into its value system. 
People often ask me, well, Tom, how much of the Bible do you need to read? A chapter a day, five minutes, an hour? What do you need? How much do you need to read? Well, the answer is you, you need enough time in the Word to let it transform you so the inner pressure of God, of the conviction of God's Word, the inner faith, the inner conviction is greater than the outer pressure we receive from the world. I don't know how much time that means for you. It might even trans different stages of life. I know with me, for, for the early years of my Christian life, I just was in the Word so much that it, I radically transformed and the, the, the world lost so much of its sway upon me. And, so, and, and I was imprinted with that. And those values were deeply embedded within me, deep within my soul. So I don't know how much, but I will say this. You've got to do some self-examination there. The path to holiness, and we talked about this in last night's email. Again, it's not a derogatory word. Uh, so often, it, you know, when we think of God, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty. We think that's a beautiful word. When we think of people... We think, oh, he is holier than thou, or he's a holy roller, or something of this nature. And it can seem derogatory. It's certainly not. We're to, we are, 1 Peter 1, be holy yourself, because our God is holy, and we are being remade into his image. In, in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, we're told, pursue holiness, or some translations, pursue sanctification, without which no man will see the Lord. We're told in chapter 12 of Hebrews, verse 10, that, all that, that God disciplines us for our good so that we might share in his holiness. And indeed, this process of dislodging our own lust from being on the throne of our heart to becoming the obedient children of God who are holy and like our Father so often this process, we, we make the intentional purpose to get into the Word of God, and God then does His part to bring disciplines and trials in our life that, that discipline us for our lust, our pride, our selfishness, our worldliness, and it hurts. But we learn to forsake those things and walk with our Lord and share in His holiness. This is the result of trials, discipline, and difficulties. We fix our hope on the things of God, and, and we, we, we get this mindset change. Just like a child who's been disciplined can learn not to do that anymore, we learn, Hebrews chapter 12, we learn to walk with God and forsake our lust and pride as he disciplines us so that we might share in his holiness. By the way, I do need to make a correction. I, someone emailed me this morning. You know, technology is wonderful as long as it works. In my email last night, as I was talking about this very topic, and I was saying that God uh, now is sanctifying us. God is now making us like Jesus. God is now transforming our lives. Somehow, I think it must have been my autocorrect button, I don't know, because it, the, the sentence read, God is not remaking us into the image of Christ. And that one change from the word now to not, uh, quite a theological mistake there. I apologize. It was, it's not bad theology. It was somehow, I think my autocorrect, and as I proofread it, I just didn't pick up on it. I'll have to correct it tonight. Meaning, I hope you do receive my emails. They usually don't have those type typos in them. Anyway, let's be people who are holy. 
let's not be afraid of that word, embarrassed about it. Let's not, if someone calls us holy, they may be speaking, holy means, you know, upright, pure, good, morally, morally upright. You know, in our day and age, that might be mocked and ridiculed. It certainly isn't mocked by our God. It shouldn't be mocked by those of us who follow Christ. Rather, it's something we ought to pursue, the holiness, and in all our behavior, be holy like our Lord is holy. We're called to be like him. What an amazing thing. Let's go ahead and go to prayer if we could. Father in heaven, we give you blessing and praise and thanks. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our hearts are filled with praise today, Lord. Even if circumstances around us are difficult, even if we've suffered loss or there's there's fearful things happening around us. And Lord, our world is in such a, seems so chaotic these days and so disrupted these days. And yet we thank you that our God does reign and we thank you our salvation is secure. We have an inheritance in heaven and as our faith is tested and proven, we, it will result in praise, glory, and honor to us on the day of the revelation of Jesus Christ. So today, we fix our hope completely on Jesus Christ and the revelation will come to us when you are revealed. We know that even as we do that, even now, even today, even in these circumstances, as we fix our hope and our, the, the eyes of our heart are fixed upon Jesus Christ, we see you and the more we see you, we become more like you. And we indeed confess and acknowledge that our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, you are holy. We think of how the angels, when they see you, they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Father, as I wrote last night, there's so many verses that say God is love or God is long-suffering, God is patient, God is good. But how many times do you refer to yourself in the first person where you say, I am holy. I am, this is who you are. And we thank you that you refer to yourself this way. Father, we praise you as holy. There's none like you. There's none. You're, you're pure, purer than, purer than pure gold. You're without sin, undefiled in any way whatsoever. You're, you're spotless. You're absolutely perfect. Lord, you can't be improved upon. You can't get better because you're already perfection beyond imagination. But Lord, it blows our mind that you would reach down and offer to sinners the opportunity to become holy as you are. We confess, Lord, that our, our first parents, Adam and Eve, they went astray. They rebelled and they fell. But Lord, we acknowledge we did as well. We acknowledge that all have sinned, including us, and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Father, we so often focus on the first part and we do acknowledge we've sinned and fallen short that we miss that second part. You wanted us to live and reflect and exhibit the glory of God because we were made in your image. How amazing. And, and how amazing that you have now saved us, forgiven us, you're renovating us. You want to make us more and more into the very image of Jesus Christ. 
Oh, Father, today, we pray today there'd be progress in our lives to be more like Christ in our attitudes, in our words, in our relationships, in our pursuits, in our desires. Lord, from the deepest parts of who we are to our interactions with one another, every bit of us, Lord, would be seeking you, desiring you, drawing close to you, that we would be holy as you're holy. Oh, Father, our world is getting darker and darker. It concerns us. Our government concerns us. World events concern us. We wonder, Lord, what, what lies in front of us. But, Lord, in the darkness, might we shine. Might we be like the stars in the darkest sky that just are brilliantly shining. Might the light of Christ, you are the light of the world, and you live in us, shine through us, we pray. Set us up. Father, I pray for each one on this live stream, each one who joins us in prayer. Put us up on a lampstand, we pray, and let us shine. Lord, help us not to hide under a bushel basket or anything, but Lord, put us up on a lampstand. Help us if we need to get up on that lampstand, we, we pray that we would, but Lord, put us up there. Put us higher. Lord, Lord, I, I just want to ask people on this very call, let us be seen more and more and let us shine the light of Christ wherever we are. We're asking God for revival and spiritual awakening in our land. We need it. There's so much corruption. Everywhere we look, Lord, Wall Street, government, Hollywood, Lord, it's the big institutional centers and so often sometimes right around us, Lord. We just see corruption. We see fraud. We see we see cheating. We see all the, Lord, we see people controlled by their lusts of greed and immorality. And you've called us to be holy in the world like this, Lord. You said, don't be conformed to these people. Don't be conformed to those values, but to, but to be, be transformed, to be holy. And I pray, Father, that our lives would be uh, dis distinguishable from the world. Our lives would stand out. We'd be like a bright, shining light. And Lord, I pray We'd shine brightly and people would see us. I do ask. People would say, there's something different about them, something admirable, something respectable, something noble about those people, and that you would cause people to be attracted to Christ because they see things in our lives. Oh, Lord, let us shine brightly. Let us be, dis let us be different. I pray, Father, to be seen and put us up on that lampstand and let us shine brightly. And, Lord, I pray for our churches and I pray for us as people that we would be attracting many people to faith in Christ. Give us the boldness to speak up. Give us the, Lord, I pray that we'd not just take the credit to ourselves and everybody think that we're special. Lord, it's the, it's the one who lives in us is special. The one who lives through us is special. And, and, indeed, what we have, others can have as well. And I pray that we'd be quick to share it. And I pray, Lord, that we we're asking for salvation through our land. Let it start right with us, our own families, our own neighborhoods, our own churches, our own places of employment, our own schools, Lord, wherever we go. Lord, use us to help bring an awakening into this land. We cry out for it, Lord. We, we, we offer ourselves to you. We do pray for our country. Lord, people are so hard, so resistant, so self-righteous, so proud. I believe, Lord, you're humbling our country. I believe, Lord, you're using, you're using uh, the, the illnesses and pandemic. You're using economic issues. You're using the, the exposing of corruption. I believe you're humbling our nation, and you're humbling us. And, Lord, we pray that in that humility, people would not harden their hearts, 
but the people soften their hearts so that so that if their heart is soft, they can have eyes that see and ears that hear and a mind that understands, and then they can repent and believe and be saved. And this is what we pray for. And we bless you, and we thank you for hearing us. Lord, today we walk victoriously with our God. Thank you you have plans for us today that are good. We believe, Lord, that this day our paths could, Lord, today could be a day of significant change where you bring the right people into our lives, where you deliver us from the wrong ones, where you, you pour out blessing upon us. We believe that today we will walk surrounded by your favor and your goodness and your blessing. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, even if 10,000 fall at my side. Yet the Lord is my strength and refuge, and you will be with me. And for this, we are grateful and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining me today. I hope I, I, I say again, God's word is powerful. It transforms us. I want to challenge you, you or anyone you know who you want to grow in the Lord. Join me every morning. If you can't make it at 8.30 a.m., tune in later in the day. This, these are all posted, and they stay online on YouTube. Join me each morning. Join me for this time in the word of God and prayer. And I can guarantee, if, you, if you're here regularly, and you listen along, and you pray along, and you mean it at all, that God's going to do mighty work in your life in the coming months and year. I really believe that because there's power in the Word of God. It transforms us, and we need that. And there's power in prayer, and God is hearing our prayers. And so thanks for joining me. Help spread the Word. If you're new, welcome. Hit the subscribe and notify button down below so you can always be included and uh, make sure you go to my email tomthepreacher.com and subscribe to my email newsletter as well god bless you i love you guys thanks for joining in thanks for mentioning the comment section and the uh or the chat section when you're here i appreciate seeing who's with me and we will see you tomorrow morning 8 30 a.m meanwhile god's grace and blessing and uh, peace, his shalom be yours in fullest measure. Amen? Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.